Steve was certain that Amazon was going to completely be killing his business when it came to his low content books based upon some of the changes that they've recently implemented. But he would be mistaken on that if he thought it was worth shutting everything down. That's the reason why in today's video I'm going to discuss the dangers of publishing low content books. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. So the thing was, it was this week, Steve had come to me and we was he was discussing this issue of low content books. But the thing is, Steve's been doing these low content books for a while. The thing that makes it a low content book is that it has repetitive content. When we're talking about low content books, this would be something like calendars or journals or anything for which something like 90% of the pages are repetitive so that you would have the same thing. So it'd be like all the days of a year and then you would have a particular thing. Now Steve's case, he was dealing with pet journals. That would be the category that he'd be dealing. So like your poodle or your, uh, your, your, uh, your pit bull or whatever type of dog you might have. So you'd have a journal that'd be dedicated to it. Now some of the pages, of course, up to like 10% or something, they would have pictures of the specific dog. He'd be using royalty-free images on those dogs. And then you'd have pages where you'd be able to do the journal. And it can be a calendar, a journal, or anything for which a vast majority of the pages were recurring. So the thing is, he wanted to get a steady income using this exact low content thing. But the reason he wasn't able to do this or wasn't able, he could see there were some challenges is that certain sites like Ingram Spark were shutting down the ability to go about making money doing this particular method by saying, look, we do not want these things to hit our market. And the same goes for Amazon with their latest rules, which we're going to discuss in just a little bit. And so as we were going through and he was looking at these things, he could see that maybe the time was coming where he wasn't going to be able to do this, right? And so that was where, but what it got him started initially was just seeing people who were making claims of making tens of thousands of dollars every single month, putting out these low content books. And he thought about it and said, look, if I don't jump in on this gold rush, I may miss out on something. And this whole fear of missing out can be with something that motivates. And it's not necessarily a negative. And that was something. And so, but he started to doubt that maybe with changes in policies and stuff, that this could all be coming to an end. So what happened was he recently posted his latest dog journal, forgot what it was, maybe it was a poodle or something, but he put it out there and he noticed that he, that he had to suddenly mark off that it was a low content book. The second thing was after he had finished that part, he realized now he wasn't getting an ISBN. And that's like the number that designates this book so that it makes it possible to send it to expanded distribution and other places where it would be registered as opposed to just like a product or something that doesn't get registered in a central location. And this can be problems when it comes to bookstores or expanded distribution or even the library. There's a number of things that can create little barriers here when we're trying to get it out. And the other thing he finally noticed was that there was no look inside. So there was a whole series of things that had suddenly changed. And that was one of the reasons we'd been working together during using going through the self-publishing one-on-one program where I go back and forth with my students in order to help them work through and achieve their goals when it comes to self-publishing. And we, in this case, we were using the Volley app to communicate going back and forth. We, of course, go through our Zoom one, one time, one day a month, we'll go through the, the Zoom meeting one hour a month and then normally just go back and forth on Volley in order to do this. And so the thing is, is that from the history of these low content books. It's that 
people realized there was a lot of money to be made, and so they would just start spamming. They would do something like 10 books a day or something like that, where Amazon would say, oh, they, I, I remember even several years ago, people complaining and saying, oh, we can only do 10 books a day. I don't know if that's still the case with regards to the low content books. But one of the challenges that people face who go this route, and this is one of the big problems, it's that there are so many people who you're competing with. So you better make sure that your content is fantastic in comparison to your competitors. But without this look inside feature, that creates a huge challenge because the person isn't gonna be able to click that and see how exactly this journal of yours or your calendar or whatever it is that has the repetitive pages is exactly looking. And that's why we went through exactly the changes they made. So the first thing is you will not get an ISBN. Now you can buy an ISBN number, but it will cost you $125 on Balkan in order to do it, unless you live in Canada. Canada or where I am in Norway, where we can get them for absolutely for free. The second thing is no more extended expanded distribution for your low content books. So they're not going to be sending it to all these other places. And if you know me, I like to get my book on every single bookstore as vast expanded distribution as humanly possible. That's why I even don't just stick with Amazon. I go to Ingram Spark, which also happens to be banning these particular types of books. The third thing is they killed the look inside, and this is perhaps the most devastating of them all. It's because without the look inside, the person's not going to be able to go inside and see whether or not the look and feel of a book. This is very important for a lot of people, including myself, when I'm going to buy a book, I want to go in there and see exactly how it looks. And then the final one is a transparency code where the person would be able to click this code on the back cover and be able to see more information about the book. They simply don't include that on this particular one. And so we were looking through what exactly the best strategy is, but we realized for most, for the most part, he had already built a bit of an audience around his previous low content books, and he was looking at making them even higher quality, which was a very key aspect when it comes to putting these on the market so that you would actually be competing against other people. Amazon just was getting tired of giving out so many ISBN numbers to these people putting out in some ways garbage books on the market. They were not high quality. And remember, low content is not scamming anyone because journals are incredibly powerful, just like a, a list of things like to-do lists or, or prioritization lists or goals or vision boards or any of these sorts of things that would be repeating over and over for a period of time. These are not, there's not, nothing wrong with any of these items. The key is that you have to remember that when you're putting these out into the world, they need to be as high of quality as possible. And you're competing with a lot of people. So the barrier to entry is, is very, very low. So, so many people can compete with you. And that's one of the reasons I would recommend new writers or authors, whatever, to not necessarily jump into this particular market. It's incredibly competitive, very difficult, unless you have a real passion for it and are willing to stick in there and really go above and beyond what your competitors are doing. It's usually better to stick with other books as opposed to seeing how many books we can just shove onto Amazon, okay? And then, uh, and so that, so the strategy we were looking at in his case, it would be moving forward, continuing with these low content books. That's just fine, but understanding the limitations and some of the problems that you're going to face. And we don't know if Amazon at some point is just going to shut the whole thing down and limit the number of books a person can simply put on the market. But that's one of the things that by going through the self-publishing 101 program with me, he was able to help think through a lot of these issues, both the motivation and also just thinking it through and getting educated on what is necessary to do it. And that's one of the reasons if you want to click below, you can check out the self-publishing program and see if it is right for you and your self-publishing business as well. But the ultimate obstacle Steve was facing, it was that he continued 
to produce these books, but realized he was going to need to up his game in order to compete against his competitors and increasing the qualities of the books. He also decided against actually going and buying the ISBNs, realizing that really he looked at his particular sales and saw that the expanded distribution or extended distribution, I think it was, uh, does not necessarily uh, it wasn't making that many sales anyways for him, so it was not critical, but it was, it did take a bite off of some of the sales that he was making. And so he still continues to see revenue coming in, though a lot of the books, it's starting to decrease as so many people are flooding this specific market. And that sometimes leaves people wondering, just like you might be wondering, is Amazon KDP worth it? And that's the reason why you're gonna wanna check out this video above me here, and I'll see you over there.